Good morning, everyone. How are we all doing on this first day of 2023? How many of you stayed up until past midnight to watch that new year come in? Well, wow, most of you. Good. Now, these, this group over here, these are some of the teenagers. They had Friday, Thursday night, Friday night, there were 40 of them that went to the uh, winter retreat. And they stayed up until all hours Thursday night, all hours Friday night, and then all hours last night. So if they fall asleep, I'm not saying you can forgive them, but you do have permission to get up and go smack them up. No, I'm just kidding. Good to have you guys here. Thank you for appreciate you being so faithful to that. All right, let's see what we have in the way of announcements today. First time joining us, please, if you would, stop by the Welcome Center. We have a gift for you. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time online, sbtnd.org slash connect. Let us know you're out there listening. If you're happening to uh, try to find us on Google Maps, I just found out today that Google Maps has us marked as temporarily closed. We are not temporarily closed, unless you were talking about like yesterday afternoon or something. I don't know. Uh, But anyway, so just ignore Google Maps. We're here. Uh, Ladies Bible Study starts this Thursday. There's a 10 o'clock time and a 7 o'clock time. You can come to either one of those, and that'll be this Thursday here at the church. Uh, Pastor Brett's class, the recharge class, is doing a chopped cook-off, and if you want to just watch something that is hilarious, uh, that is great, uh, the way they do it. Pastor Brett's got it really well organized, so that is Friday, January 13th, uh, 530 to 830, so that's the uh, college-age class. See that, uh, see Pastor Brett for information about that one. And then the missions conference, uh, I'm sorry, the men's conference is coming up. We're going on Saturday, January the 14th to uh, Muncie, Grace Baptist in Muncie is holding a men's conference. It's free. Uh, it's casual. Uh, it, they'll feed you well, and uh, they'll preach at you for a while, play some games. It's just—it's a great time. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, it's all day, so we're leaving here at 7:45. We—it would be nice to have a general idea of how many people are coming, so that we know if we're supposed to wait on you, or that we know if we need to get some extra cars for the carpool. So, see me, Pastor Brett, Pastor Andrew, just one of us. Let us know that you're coming. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Then a missions conference is coming up January 20th through the 22nd. That is a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm, I'm asking you to set aside those times. Find out what's going on around the globe in missions. It's exciting and a lot of good things. We'll have two of our current missionaries here and two new missionaries coming in as well. And you'll have a chance to meet them and to learn about missions. So that's Friday night. Then Saturday uh, evening we have our international dinner. We kind of encourage you to... You know, break out the, if you have to, Google it. You know, that's the wonderful thing about the life we live now. You, everybody can fix something that's, uh, that is international. And if it doesn't taste any good, then you can blame it on the country that you're representing. Right? I don't know. I just follow the recipe. But it's just a lot of fun and it's just a great time. So just plan for that. Uh, then let's see what else we have. Preachers and Sneakers is coming up. If you enjoy the Pacers, you have to buy a Pacers ticket. Right? You can get a $21 ticket or a $43 ticket or whatever they are in between. Uh, but uh, after the game, uh, our pastors, not this one, but Pastor Brett and Pastor Andrew, uh, will be playing basketball against other preachers out there on the floor. It's a lot of fun. We can, la- we can uh, encourage them and uh, you know, just help them to uh, enjoy it. It really is a good time. You'll enjoy it, so be for that. And then our missionaries of the... Oh, we need one more in there. So on the 29th, 29th uh, we missed the slide in there somehow. Uh, but Matt and Mary are getting married uh, soon, and so on the 29th, we will be having a shower for them. Uh, so we're looking forward to uh, being able to see what the Lord's going to do with their lives. So uh, that's on a Sunday afternoon, just like it normally is. After the service, we'll just stay for uh, the lunchtime, ladies, and have a shower for Miss Mary. 
And our missionaries of the week are Sam and Amy Slobodian. And I'm going to, it'll take a little bit of time, but I'm going to read to you, if you don't mind, um, their last, part of their last prayer letter. Wednesday, October 26th. Please pray for my wife's nephew, Misha. He is a Ukrainian soldier and was just sent to one of the hottest battlefronts. His father is a pastor. Misha grew up knowing the way of salvation, but has not trusted Christ as his Savior. He told me that he doesn't think he's coming back from this battle. Please pray that he comes to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Friday, November the 11th, two weeks ago, I tried to share the gospel with my nephew's commander, having uh, brought some relief items to them. He refused and said, I know what you want to talk to me about, and I don't want to hear it. Thank you for the humanitarian aid, though. I left with a heavy heart. Today I learned that he was killed in action yesterday. Many are excited for the help that we have, the, the help that they are given, but desired, I'm sorry, but have no desire to hear the gospel. Please pray that hearts would be opened. Uh, Saturday, November the 12th. Turns out Misha's commander had been wounded while they were side by side in battle. The commander's leg exploded and fell off. Misha applied a tourniquet and was carrying him off the field under heavy fire. As Misha was running with him, his commander's intestines started to fall out as he ran. He died in Misha's arms. Twenty went out, only Misha returned. Misha is having massive stress breakdowns right now, three days in a row, and he's the only one who returned. Sunday, November 13th. Praise God. Misha trusted Christ as his Savior. Wow. God's doing a work, even in spite of wars and everything else, right? So uh, pray for our missionaries. Uh, pray for the Mishas in the world that uh, they would hear the gospel and come to know Christ. Let's pray. Ask the Lord's blessing upon our service. Father, what a joy it is to be able to be here to sing your praises and to bring in a new year together and to bring in a new year with you. I ask that you would put your hand upon this service, that every aspect of it would bring glory and honor to your name, that you would use your word to challenge us and to draw us to your side. We pray for Misha. We pray for uh, his spiritual growth and that you would send someone alongside to uh, help him to grow in his newfound faith. Thank you for saving him and thank you for keeping him alive so that he could respond to the gospel. Pray that you would be with all of our missionaries. Bless this service now, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Happy New Year to all of you. Haven't seen you since last year, so it's good to see you again. I know, it's pretty <laughs> funny, but thank you, Kyle. Turn my mic on there. So it's good to see you all. Hope you had a great weekend and are ready for a new year. We're going to be singing about uh, that word new, and uh, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're a new creature, a new creation, you're given a new name, and... A new name is written down in glory. So let's stand together and we'll sing about that. A new name in glory.
the epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 7, beginning in verse 11. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance to the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testifieth, thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. For, the, for there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath he was made priest, for those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. May the Lord prosper his word where to he sent it. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. Jesus says better. And love walking through that passage together, the book of Hebrews. All right, we're going to sing a little echo song today, maybe back to your junior church days. We're singing about things that are new. So the Bible talks about we're given a new song. We don't necessarily know exactly what that new song is. We can sing together. So this side, you're going to start off. It's going to be kind of an echo, all right? So you guys, I sing a new song. You guys over here sing a new song, all right? It looks like this. I know it's kind of like a lot of words going, but you guys will start with I sing a new song. This side, you're kind of that top part there. Since Jesus came, since Jesus came, we'll see how, how we've done. Anyone sung the song before? Anyone sung the song? Okay, a few of you, all right? We'll get to learn for that. So we'll sing together. I sing a new song. This side, ready? I sing a new song. I sing a new song. You guys go second, you suck it now, hopefully we get it down. Let's go, ready? I sing a new song, I sing a new song, since Jesus came.
song. We uh, have a new month, and this is our missions month. We have our missions conference towards the end, and this was actually our theme song for our missions conference seven years ago. Uh, but we haven't uh, sung the song since, so I thought we'd dust it off and bring it back out. But the message of this uh, song, written by Andy Gleiser, it says, With the love of Christ constraining, we will live for him who died, till his name above all nations be made known and glorified. So that's God's desire, that he is known all around. I hope that's your desire, that the cross of Jesus Christ is preached, is shared to everyone here in abroad. So we'll sing the first verse twice, and then the second verse of his name among all nations. I give to you, O Lord, use me, I pray. May I glorify your precious name in all I do and say. Let me trust you in the valley dark as well as in the light. Knowing you will always lead me, your will is always right. 
I know God makes no mistakes. He leads in every path I take along the way that's leading me to home. Though at times my heart would break, there's a purpose in every change he makes that others would see my life and know that God makes no mistakes. And when someday in heaven above I see his dear face, may I then be counted faithful as a runner in this race. But now I'm trusting in the Savior to show me the way. In his righteousness he guides me as I seek to please him day by day. I know God makes no mistakes. He leans in every path I take along the way that's leading me to home. Though at times my heart would break, there's a purpose in every change he makes, that others would see my life and know that God makes no mistakes. Amen. Thank you, Nate. Take your Bibles, turn to First. John, the book of First John. Trust that you had a, a wonderful New Year's Eve coming into today. We've debated what are we supposed to do. You know, Christmas is on Sunday, then New Year's is on Sunday. I'm of the opinion that uh, a good half of you probably stay up till midnight every Saturday. There's only one reason why I kind of think that. Um, I mean. <laughs> But anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. So I, we just decided we're just going to have church, and if you can make it, you can make it. If you can't, you can't. Tonight, uh, last we were supposed to on Christmas Eve to try and have the Lord's table, uh, but we were unable to do so because of some bread issues. We got those taken care of. So uh, tonight, we're going to try to do the Lord's table. So we'll also give you a couple of other opportunities tonight to share maybe a testimony from 2022, something good the Lord's done for you. Uh, but for those of you who are brave enough and you want to do it, you can stand up and give us a spiritual goal that you're setting for yourself, 2023, and uh, say, you know, put it out there as a resolution, and uh, we, you do that so that uh, people, not so that people can applaud you and say, oh, how wonderful you are, but uh, so people can hold you accountable, encourage you, pray for you, so uh, you can think that through if you want to participate in those things tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, looking forward to that. Um, so I, I mentioned to you that these teenagers stayed up all hours, so Pastor Andrew may be moving a little slow as well. Uh, he is sore, probably. You doing okay, Pastor Andrew? He, uh, he wrestled, so Riley and uh, Tim, both, at least I know for a fact, those guys actually were able to pin Pastor Andrew, and, and, uh, but Pastor Andrew was like, you gotta, you know, you gotta take, your, uh, take your victories where they are. So Tim said, this is Pastor Andrew's telling me. 
Tim says, man, you are stronger than I realized. So he's got that going for him. There you go. All right. Oh, we're happy for you. I'm glad you guys could do that. I, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. It wouldn't have mattered. I could have, if I was, when I was Andrew's age, they would have still beat me anyway. But anyway, it's, it is what it is. First John, we're, we're our first John. I'm, I'm going to talk to you today about, obviously, the new year. I'm going to give you some things to consider. Uh, this is, you know, I, whatever, however you want to say it, it's the resolutions or whatever, but I want you to consider some things that you might join me in prayer that God would do in 2023, that we would actually be able to say, okay, 2023 is going to be a unique year, spiritually speaking, because of some decisions we're making. And here we are, just hours into the new year, so you have a chance to make these decisions before it's like, oh, you know, because what happens is you, if you wait until February, you're like, well, I should have done that back then. No, it's never too late, but you know, we have this tendency to kind of put things off. So now we're just hours into the new year. You haven't had a chance to mess it up too badly. And uh, so let's let the Lord have a chance to work here. We're in 1 John uh, chapter 5 is where we're going to be. And the first thing I want to point out to you is that in 2023, we're, this, the focus of this is things that we should know. Things that we should know in 2023. As we're considering what God might do in 2023, let's nail down some things that we should know. 1 John chapter 5 says this, These things have written to you to believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And I want to challenge you with this thought right now. Do you know for certain? Let's nail this down. I believe that it's going to be impossible for you to move forward in your Christian walk until you have nailed this thing down. Do you know that you're on your way to heaven? Did you notice? I did not say. Do you go to church? What do you think? Do you think this pastor wants you to go to church? I think this pastor wants you to go to this church. You know, not just a church, but this one. But that's not going to get you to heaven, right? It's not. Notice we didn't say, have you been baptized? Because baptism can't get you to heaven. Here's what the Bible says. It is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy that he saves us. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Ephesians says it this way. By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. In fact, the Bible actually says that our, without Christ, apart from being saved people, our righteous works are as what? Filthy rags. Compared to this holy God, our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So the reality is this. Baptism without salvation, filthy rags. Reading your Bible without salvation, filthy rags. Praying without salvation, filthy rags. Going to church without salvation, filthy rags. We have nothing to offer Christ apart from Christ. So we, we need to nail this down. Do you know, he's sitting here, he said, Pastor John, I know for a fact that there has been a moment in my life in which I recognized I was a sinner and there was nothing I could do, there was no righteous work I could offer that would allow God to let me into heaven I needed a Savior. And I understood that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come to this world, to live a perfect, sinless life, and to offer himself as a sacrifice for my sins. Amen. And having understood that, I placed my faith, my confidence, my trust in Jesus Christ, in his work, not my work, in his work to get me to heaven. 
And pastor, I know I'm going to heaven. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am certain that if I died today, I would go to heaven. Have you, can you say that? Because until we can say that, we're not going to be able to take the next step. Do you see what the last part of the verse says? It's kind of a funny verse. It says, I've written to you to believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And the idea is this. I've trusted Christ my Savior, and now because of that, and now that I know that I'm on the way to heaven, now I can add the righteous works. I can take those steps of faith. I can grow in faith and grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can now grow in that. That's the goal. So I'm asking you, do you know? Do you know? Let's settle this today. First day, 2023. Let's enter this new year knowing where we're going. We're on our way to heaven. Do you know? Secondly, Acts chapter 16. These are all famous passages of Scripture, right? I'm just taking you to some famous passages of Scripture. In Acts chapter 16, the Apostle Paul, Silas, and entourage of people are, are beaten and thrown in prison for preaching about Jesus Christ. Remember that story? And there's an earthquake, and the doors of the prison fly open, the chains fall off of them, and uh, they have an opportunity to escape, but they don't. And implied in the passage is the reason that they don't is because there's a jailer who will die. He will be put to death if he allows these prisoners to escape. And he is about to commit suicide, and Paul and Silas say, don't do this, because we're all still here. And the jailer says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? What do I have to do to get what you've got? And they said this, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And then they add three little words, and thy house. Amen. So here's the second challenge. Do you know that you're on your way to heaven? That's the first thing. Secondly, what about your family? I I am. Um, I can think of nothing worse than to spend eternity in heaven without my kids. Without my kids. 2023 is a year, folks, that we could spend some time making sure that our families have heard the gospel. It may mean we have to have some awkward conversations, all right? So, you know, rather than sitting around and talking about the, the missed, opportunity that Ohio State had last night. We, we, that's okay to talk about, but maybe turn the conversation to why you know that you're on your way to heaven. And share that with your kids and share that with your... I, the Lord has added this year to my family, so I now have a grandchild. He's not old enough yet to understand the gospel, but I tell you, you know what would be awful? You know what would break this preacher's heart? Is to spend eternity in heaven without my grandkids. I want to know, as clearly as I know for myself, I want to know that my kids are on the way to heaven. And then I want to know that their spouses are on the way to heaven. And then I want to know that their kids are on the way to heaven. I want to spend some time, 2023, my brothers, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews, to, to know that they've at least heard the gospel and have that opportunity. In 1 John chapter 2, another passage of Scripture that causes us to think about this a little more is, and he is the propitiation. He is the, he is the substitutionary death. He is the, 
the payment for my sins. That's that propitiation. He's a propitiation for our sins. But not for our sins only, but for the sins also of the whole world. Let me ask you another question. Here's number three. To know that you're on your way to heaven. To know that your family's on the way to heaven. And thirdly, what about your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends? Do you know that they're on the way to heaven? Have they ever heard from you? Have they ever heard from me that they're on the way to heaven? Do we know it? For several years now, I've periodically brought up a song. And um, it's one of those songs that you hate to sing because it just cuts you to the core. It just does. And I'm going to sing it for you again today. I want you to think about the words. In light of your neighbors and your co-workers, maybe even your family members. It says, my friend, I stand in judgment now and feel that you're to blame somehow. On earth I walk beside you day by day. You could have led me straight to him. My knowledge then was very dim. But never once did you tell me the way. You called me friend, but that was then when we were young and best of friends and living there on dear old planet Earth. But it's too late, you've sealed my fate. I'll never see the pearly gate. You never told me of the second verse. And now I'm lost forever. I'm burning in this awful place. I'm suffering so much pain here, and through it all I see your face. I'm glad you're bound for heaven. And you won't reach this bitter end. But it's so hard to be here, knowing that you were once my friend. Do we, um, do we know that our neighbors, that our coworkers, that our friends, have had the opportunity to trust Christ because we have personally shared the gospel? 2023 brand new year before. This year is going to be different, Pastor. I know I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm going to make sure my family knows what it means to be on their way to heaven. And I'm going to make sure that my friends and co-workers, my neighbors, know they've heard it from me. I'm going to make certain. I'm not going to hope. I'm going to know that they've heard the gospel. Do we know it? Fourthly, in Philippians chapter 3. So there's an there's a, uh, illustration that's in the, the Jim Berg book, Change Into His Image, and I love this. It's, it's called the uh, Christopher Columbus Award, and I'm, I don't remember exactly how it says it, but it's like, let's hear it for Christopher Columbus. He's the guy who uh, got in a boat, to, didn't know where he was going. When he got there, he didn't know where he was. When he came back, he didn't know where he had been. That's Christopher Columbus, right? I mean, he really was that guy, right? He had no clue about all of that. That is a description of too many Christians that you know. We get up every day. We walk through our Christian life. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just kind of plugging along. We, we don't get it. We, we're not, there's nothing there. Well, in Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul tried to help us get some understanding here. He says this in verse 14, I press toward the mark 
of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The idea, I don't care if you like resolutions or not, but the idea that Christians should set goals, spiritually speaking, is a biblical one. Uh, you know, there's an old saying, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Right? If, you, if you aim at nothing, that's what you're going to hit. We, we get up, spiritually speaking, and we kind of wander through our Christian life. We don't really have any clue where we're supposed to be going. Well, what is that mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? It is literally described for us in Ephesians chapter 4, for one, where we put off the old man, we renew our thinking, put on the new man to become more like Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 8, God describes it for us. This is what he says is his goal. For whom he did foreknow, them also did he predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, to become more like Jesus Christ, to live our lives in such a way that Christ is honored and glorified, to live our lives in such a way that we put... So here's the question. Where are we heading? Where, where are we going? Are we like Christopher Columbus just getting in a boat and hoping for the best? Now, it worked out pretty good for him, I'm going to be honest, right? It did. But, you know, what are we doing with it? Are, is there a goal? Is there a mark we're pressing toward? Because that's what we ought to be doing. 2023 is here before us. A whole year stretching out before us. Where are we going with it? What are we going to do? I don't know about you, but, I mean, there have been periods in my Christian walk in which, you know, I kind of get through a period of time, a phase of time, Let's just assume it's going to be a year. And you come back the next year, and you're right kind of where you started. You're right back where you started. I mean, if you were to make resolutions this year, how different are they from last year's resolutions? And here are resolutions last year. I'm going to try to read my Bible every day. Well, that was my resolution two years ago, three years ago, four years. I keep setting the same goal, but I'm never getting anywhere because I get up and I just meander through my Christian walk. And we're wandering around, and then we, we get discouraged. I mean, honestly, think about this. If your Christian life does nothing for you, don't you think you're just going to quit? How many people do you know used to, used to go to church regularly? They don't do it anymore. Why? Well, because at some point, you're like, why am I bothering? I, I, I go a whole year, I come back, I'm still in the same spot. Here I am. This is futile, right? This is... That's the definition of insanity, right? Trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And here we are as Christians. We're just wandering around. And we wonder why it is that God's word is failing in our life. It's not. But if we don't have a challenge before us, if we're not pressing toward a mark, then we're going to get discouraged and we're going to walk away. Why bother? It's not worth it. Why keep beating our head against the wall? So where are we going? I would challenge you. 2023 is here. Let's set a mark. Let's press toward that mark. Let's let 2023 be a different kind of spiritual experience for us as we walk toward the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's do something different this year. Let's make it worthwhile. Then lastly, we get to John chapter 21. You remember what happens in John chapter 21, right? So John chapter 21 Jesus has already died. He's been resurrected. The disciples don't know what else to do. So Peter says, you know, I'm going fishing. The disciples all go fishing with him. Jesus appears to them on the shore. They come to meet Jesus on the shore. Now they're eating fish with Jesus. And here they are, right? They're back, back, kind of getting back to where they need to be. And Jesus begins to ask Peter a series 
of questions. And the same question, but he asked it three different times. And this is the question I have before us, something that we need to get settled in order for 2023 to make a difference. And that is, why are we doing all of this? You know, can I just be so bold? There are some of you, you're here because it makes your spouse happy. Okay, okay. I don't want to keep having the same argument every Sunday, so we'll get up and go to church together. And that's why you're here. And you're missing it. And if that's why you're here, it won't be long before you're going to quit coming. Some of you come because you, don't, you want to make sure the pastor's not disappointed. You love me, I appreciate it. And so, well, we want to show up, to, you know, I don't know why pastor didn't reschedule this service. You know, doesn't he know we stayed up until 1 o'clock last night? Okay, let's go. We don't want to let pastor be. What's pastor got to do with this equation? Right? Who am I? I'm here. For, we ought to all be here for the same reason. Right? That's the point. And so Jesus looks at Peter and says, so when they had dined, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me? Have you ever wondered why it is that, you know, why, why don't we just get saved and then a, a sovereign, holy God who's in charge of everything, why didn't he just make us live the lives we're supposed to live? Right? Why didn't he just make us do the right thing? Why is it that after I've trusted Jesus Christ my Savior, I'm still struggling with sin stuff in my life? Why? Because God isn't looking for robots. He could make robots. That's not the point. What he wants is us to love him. Jesus looked at the disciples and says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you're here this morning for any other reason than that you love Jesus, you're missing it, and you're going to quit coming sometime at some point. If you're here for any other reason, if you read your Bible for any other reason than you love Jesus, you're going to quit reading your Bible in a month and a half into 2023, and that resolution is going to go away. If you're talking to your neighbor because for any other reason than that you love Jesus, you're missing the point. We ought to ask ourselves here in 2023, why are we doing what we're doing? I mean, the reality, I mean, even as a pastor, you have to ask, why do we do it? Do we just want the house to be full so that we feel good about ourselves? Is that what we want? Why are we here? Three times Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And I would challenge us, here it is, a new year. Let's... Let's get in line with what ought to be our motivation. Why should we press toward the mark so that people will look at us and say, oh, look at that great guy over there? No, because we love Jesus. Why ought we tell our neighbors? Why ought we tell our families? And why ought we be faithful to the things of God? Because we love Jesus. 2023 is before us. What a great opportunity. We, we have, it's here. We, we've hardly had enough time to mess it up much, right? We've had just a few hours. Here we are. Let's do something with it. Do you know that you're on your way to heaven? Get it settled. Do you know that your family is on their way to heaven? Or at least has had the opportunity to hear it from you and from me? How about our friends and neighbors, coworkers? Do we have a, a sense of direction? Are we actually doing something with our Christian walk? 
Do we have a, a goal in mind? Are we moving toward a mark? And are we doing these things because we love Jesus? Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. I'm going to walk through those questions. I'm going to ask for your honesty. Pastor John, I know beyond any doubt I can remember a time in which I placed my faith, my trust, my confidence in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross as the payment for my sins. And Pastor, I know it's not baptism. I know it's not church membership. I know it's not some work that I've done because that can't save me. Pastor, I know I'm on my way to heaven because of what Jesus did on the cross. And I'm confident that if I died today, I would go to heaven. As a testimony to that, would you slip your hand up and let me see that? Thank you, thank you. Hands across the place. Not everybody. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. Thank you. You may put your hands down. If you're here this morning, you've never done this. You're not certain. You say, Pastor John, how can I know? Well, I would be like the, you know, you're like the Philippian jailer. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And the answer is still the same. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You don't put your faith in a church. You don't put your faith in a, in a righteous work that you have done. You put your faith in what Jesus did. Your confidence and your trust goes in what Jesus did on the cross for you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And right now, right where you're sitting, you can place your faith, your confidence, your trust in what Jesus did. And a God who cannot lie will keep his promise. And you can enter this new year knowing. See, Pastor John, I'm not certain about my family. The reality is, Pastor, I, I've not been good about sharing with them the gospel. And the truth is, Pastor, I don't know if they're saved or not. And God has burdened my heart this morning about my family. I want 2023 to be a a difference maker in my family. Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands crossed, please. I'm going to assume that co-workers and friends would be the same thing in there. Maybe there's people there that you need to be dealing with, and I would just ask the same question. You don't have to raise your hand, but, you know, who do you need? I'm certain that the Lord is bringing people to mind right now that we need to talk to about Jesus. Let's let one of those high calling marks be to talk to people about Jesus. Maybe say, Pastor, honestly, I have to be honest, I'm floundering through my Christian walk. I really don't have any sense of direction. I, I can't remember the last time I took an, an intentional, conscience, conscious step toward Christ-likeness, let alone pressing toward that mark. And Pastor, I'm just kind of meandering through my Christianity. Folks, if we keep that up, we'll quit eventually. We will. Let 2023 be the year in which we set some goals and we press toward those goals. Pastor, God spoke in my heart. I want 2023 to be a difference maker in this area. I don't want to continue to just wander through my Christianity. Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Several hands down. And then lastly, why are we doing this? 
could say, Pastor, I, I have to be honest. I'm here for my parents. I'm here for my spouse. I have to just be honest, Pastor. I'm not really here for Jesus. I need to fall in love with Jesus all over again. I want 2023 to be a year in which I just fall in love with Jesus. I don't want to keep living my life for other people. Pastor, God has spoken my heart. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up? Let me see that. Thank you. Thank you. And you, Father. Lord, you're doing a work here. Many, many hands have gone up. Help us to nail down, to know, be certain that we're on the way to heaven because we've trusted your son and his death on the cross as a payment for our sins. Give us the courage, the boldness, and the wisdom to share the gospel with our families, with our friends and co-workers and neighbors so that we can be certain at least of the opportunity for the gospel to have done a work. God, give us a sense of direction. Not just as individuals, as a church, help us to have a place that we're heading that would bring glory and honor to your name and help us to press toward that mark. And God, help us to love you. Perhaps like we've never loved you before. To be motivated to live out the life you've called us to because we love you. Be with each one that's raised their hand for these various reasons and give them courage today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together, All That Thrills My Soul is Jesus. The altar is open to you if you need to step out and do business with the Lord, bring somebody's name before the Lord, whatever it might be. As we sing together, you step out and let the Lord have his way, would you? Who can cheer the heart like Jesus? By his presence all divine, true and tender, pure and precious, oh, how blessed to call him mine. All that thrills my soul is Jesus, he is more than life to me. Ten thousand in my blessed Lord I see. Amen. Thank you for your kind attention. Good crowd out for the second service. Appreciate that. Uh, just a reminder, tonight, 6 o'clock, we will uh, be observing the Lord's table together, so prepare your hearts for that as well. Next Sunday, uh, deacons, after the, first, or after the second service, I'm sorry, we have a couple families that would like to uh, join the church, and we would love to let them, so... Uh, we'll plan on meeting with them next Sunday after the morning service. Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? The Lord bless you. Keep. Oh, yes, there is one other thing I'm supposed to announce. Sorry. We have visitors in, in-house, both services today. So uh, we ask two things. One, the visitors walk slow. Give us a chance to catch you. And then uh, find somebody who you don't know and introduce yourself on the way out. That'd be great. All right? The Lord bless you. Keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Give you peace. God bless you. You are dismissed.